You're listening to Stay in the Loop with Lucy and the Compendium of Love. My guest today is Rosie, um, amazing woman who has an incredible amount of honesty that's, in, that's actually very refreshing, um, calls out the competition that's rife uh, within the exclusive and non-exclusive world. So if you're worried about what to say, and um, what not to say, Rosie's going to empower you to be upfront and hold your standards. Yeah, and that's what I've noticed with the online dating is just how um, some of the things that the guys have said, I've been sat there in absolute shock to read it and going, wow, like, would you actually say that to your mother or your cousin or your sister? Like, how would how would you feel if someone said that to them? And um, yeah, the one guy I talked to and he said, I'd tell him that I'd F them all. And I was like, oh, uh, uh, really? <laughs> it's it, it, it's it a totally horror. Me. I've been shocked yeah. lots of times. And would you say, Rosie, that um, that there is a casualness about, I mean, that example of would they say that to their mother, their sister? Would, do you think they'd have said it to you in person? Or do you think it was the safety of the, the computer distance that meant that they felt free to say it because they didn't have the immediate sense of shock or they, they didn't have to deal with the immediate response from your body physically in front of them? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like they, they're hidden. So it's like you can almost say what you want. And I've also experienced that from my perspective where I've been able to ask questions that normally I probably wouldn't have asked on the first date but because they're not there and I haven't even met them it's kind of gives you this free reign what you can do whatever you want you've been uh, dating online for a number of years can you remember what age you started feeling that this was uh, um, a road that you felt you wanted to go down yeah, look, um, probably 15 years ago, uh, when my daughter was young, I thought, well, I don't go to pubs and clubs and how am I going to meet a guy? So I thought I'd experiment with online dating because it was pretty much the in thing even back then. And um, I've been on and off, you know, uh, throughout the years and times where I'm just like, oh, my God, I cannot do this anymore. This is just killing me. Um, and then other times I've met guys uh, and I did meet a lovely guy and we dated for three years. So it's not, I've had some really great experience and I've also met some lovely guys that I've stayed friends with. So some of it has been horror show and some of it's been quite interesting and, and lovely at the same time. The whole conversation about exclusivity, I, I feel like I'm from a different era sometimes when I listen to what my kids share with me about their their friends or themselves and their dating experiences because exclusivity is definitely not a presumed thing when someone says how much they like you so what's what's been your experience of of that and is, so is, it, that, is it in all age groups <laughs> I love that you ask because it's not just for the young people and um I actually just started talking to another guy um just a couple of days ago and um, he said, maybe we could meet on the weekend. I was like, great. And then he said, um, I should let you know that I'm also talking to this other lady and um, she's really open to having open relationships. Um, and I've never done that before, but now I'm open to doing that. So I just thought I'd let you know, and maybe you'll say what the F, but 
you know, maybe you're open to that too. And I was like, I read the message and I was like, hmm, what the? And then I was like, wow, this really just challenges me because there are such a different way of being with people these days. And um, so I wrote back and I said, yeah, that totally challenges me. And I'm not actually interested in being someone's thing on the side, or maybe you'll try this and you try that, and then you'll just ditch the other one. And, but I do realize like, it's a very common thing. And I've, um, I've been studying counseling and one of the courses that I went to for my professional development was on about, was about different uh, relationships. And I sat there with my jaw dropped down to the floor because the lady was talking about all these different uh, ways of having relationships that are really common these days. And I thought, Oh my God, I'm, I've, I'm, I've been, I don't know, sheltered, or I just didn't know that it even existed and was so normal um, to have multiple partners and not to actually commit to a relationship. And um, it's what some people think is what people want. And maybe they do. Maybe I've just lived in a bubble. Well, oh, gone, Rosie. I Do you think you're living in a bubble? Or do you think we've lowered the bar on what a relationship is? Because just observing what I observe no one seems particularly settled with the fact that there isn't this exclusivity thing because they're always second guessing what someone's saying or thinking that doesn't sound like a relaxed relationship that you would choose to want you wouldn't want would you yeah, well, that's what I wonder. I was like, how do you feel? How do you go to bed at night? And I actually asked the guy, I said, well, tell me. So if if this girlfriend that you're seeing is now off away for three weeks sleeping with someone else, how, how does that make you feel? Because I was curious because I'm like, might not, not want to date you, but I want to learn from it so that I also have mm-hmm. understanding. So I don't judge people if that's their choice because I, I do really truly want to understand like why and how and so that, so that I can ha- understand people but yeah um it, you, you're, you're right you're spot on like where's the settlement or where does where do people feel fulfilled it's almost like you could have this but you're constantly looking for something else because it quite isn't quite it I also feel that you constantly question your value you constantly question your worth and it's like it's designed to make you feel like you need to work for love and for attention and for it, it's it just sets the relation up in such a poisonous way. It's like a competition to see if I'm better yeah. than the other one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I as 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 we're talking, you know, I'm going. It, it's fascinating to talk about it because if we don't talk about it, we will actually start taking that as normal. And I would like to put my stake in the ground and say, I'm going to represent the polar opposite of this, that actually you, you deserve, I mean, Rosie, you deserve someone to fall, to, to be, to, to embrace every fiber of your being every everything about you without wanting to change you and willing you to be who you are right like and and I love that you say that because really 
that's what we all want at deep down is just to be loved and accepted for who we are. And what I've noticed with the with the online dating or even just dating in general, because I've dated offline as well, is that it's almost like we as women, we're just searching. Well, it's probably the same for guys, but we're searching for that the one and along comes the one. But it's not quite it. But we then go, well, I'll settle for this because it's better than nothing. And because by now you're in such desperate need that you just got this idea that it's not okay to be single. You're not enough. Um, everybody else has a partner. They're all walking hand in hand. And here I am still on my own. So there's this a bit of desperation. <clears throat> and in that you're almost like you'll settle for less. And um, I sometimes think the guys um, are, are given the free reign to misbehave or play around with us because we've actually dropped our standard as women, therefore allowing them to get away with it because we haven't stood up and said no. And I realized with this guy that I've chatted to now, it's like, it'd be really easy to just go along and be part of his little competition, see which one is better because he's cute and he's nice. And, you know, he mits, um, ticks some of my boxes. But then what am I saying? What am I saying yes to that I'm not worthy of it? And oh, yeah, well, I'd really like one just to be the number one. But if I can't have that, then I'll take second best because I'm not worth it. Wow. you That's really hit on something, Rosie, because that really says we are not victims of where we're at in the dating scene now. We've been complicit because we haven't held a standard of decency, basic decency and respect. It's, 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 that is so true. And I've spoken to some guys and we've got on well and we're just chatting away and then suddenly they stop messaging or they stop calling. And to me, that's just like, wow, like I'd never do that to anybody, you know? And by that time when you've been talking for, you know, a couple of weeks or something, and you've shared loads of things, you would think that <clears throat> the basic decency would be just to communicate, hey, I met someone or this isn't going anywhere. So just share it like that, you know, but they just gone, go, it's called ghosting, which um, is a whole other thing as well. What makes me smile is I remember the awkwardness of going, how am I going to tell this guy I'm not interested anymore? How am I going to do that? And you talk to your girlfriend, how can I do it kindly? How can I do it? I don't, I don't know how to do it. But you would find a way and it would be one of those awkward things that you do. Well, I remember, I'm sure that someone, a number of people who decided they didn't want to date me went through the same, but ghosting wasn't a thing and actually ghosting is an abdication of our responsibility again to be decent it's a running away so what we've what we've normalized is the running away is the head in the sand I don't have to deal with this and it's it, it's again not calling it out it's going to make it normal isn't it I have a question because I wondered the other day I was thinking about do we avoid the commitment or the um opportunity that could be there in a relationship because there could be so much growth for both people in that relationship so to avoid going to a deeper level um and you know like when you're with someone you get a reflection and from that you go well I didn't even realize I did that but when you're on your own you don't even get that so by having that reflection you can grow to avoid that growth we actually avoid the relationship 
avoid any uh, commitment. And that way we don't actually have to change and we just stay in this, I don't know, in the space that you're in and then feel sorry for yourself. But all along, you didn't make the choice yourself to put yourself out there. And it's the same even with going on to online dating, because I have some friends who have said, oh, I've wanted to do it for ages, but then don't do it um, out of fear. And I get it. It's not all lovely. It's definitely not all rosy. <laughs> but it it's almost like you, you, you're never going to win the lotto if you don't buy the ticket. And um, the reality is I do know some people who have met people on the dating sites and they've you know, lived happily ever after and got married. Um, so there's, and the other part that I find is it's interesting just to meet people. And um, I, with the one guy that was really rude to me or another guy who said, oh, I, I've always had this fantasy to just come around to a stranger's house and have sex. Would you be up for that? And I was like, oh no, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> um, but I, but I, I just said to him, do you think that's what women want? So I, I always think it's fun to just um, rather than ghost them and just hang up or, you know, not talk anymore, but to actually give them something to think about. I love that. I love that. And there's something so beautiful about one of the, the questions that you asked a little while back is, you know, are we, are we afraid to go there? And is it easier not to be exclusive because then you avoid those direct reflections that you're going to get from a partner where, where you think maybe it's a maybe it's smashing a bit of a picture that we've got about what a relationship is, that it's not about growth, it's about maybe convenience, about fitting into society's norm, about um having someone so you kind of slip into a kind much happier in that arrangement of that let's not push each other's buttons rather than a relationship which which could be about allowing the discomfort in each other because you're going to learn about your behaviors from that because what's your normal might very well not be someone else's normal Yeah, it's it's there's so much to learn when you have a someone just in your life, just even from a short period of time. Um, but I think even in friendships, we do that. We avoid going um, to that deeper level. So we just keep it nice and superficial. How's the weather today? Um, and, and not actually, you know, even pull each other up because you know how good your friends are when they can actually say, hey, you don't actually look OK when you think you, you say, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And your good friend will say, you don't look fine. What's going on? But most of the time we just let that blow over and just pay no attention to it. And we don't ask those questions and we don't take it any further. And we just keep it all nice and comfortable and superficial. So we could say potentially that exclusivity uh, has the potential for depths. And if we don't want exclusivity, we're quite happy paddling on the surface which is the playing around yeah and playing around means that we um can still you know eat the cake and um have 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 another bit over there and another bit there because we're not actually wanting to go and and go and if you know see what the potential is in, with that one person it continues this trail of destruction and either the 
either party, whatever gender it is, um, feeling totally bereft that no one actually wants to commit, that no one wants to, to deepen these relationships and thereby setting a normal that is, that you, you, you either accept or you're left out. Yeah, you either play the game or you don't. But you know, as you were talking, Lucy, I was thinking about how um, some of the guys I've met, they've actually said they want commitment, like they've said that. But then it's almost like they are so, so afraid of it uh, that they'll run a mile. Interesting. So they love the idea. They like the idea. They're interested in the idea to backpedal on that love word, which would freak so many out. They're interested in the idea of commitment and exclusivity. But the moment it's not the picture that they've got, the moment it it is below the surface they run yeah I wonder if that's got something to do with the fear of failure and getting hurt because I think that's where people pull the brakes and I you know put one foot in but not jump in and uh and go for it and you know I'm the kind of person that's always jumped in and then gone oh gosh I've hurt myself again <laughs> uh, but then I think well if I didn't jump in they wouldn't actually know me because I would have given them just a, you know, um, a portion rather than the true, full, real deal in your face, Rosie. <laughs> and that has been a theme in, in this interview with you, Rosie, is you give everything. And then interestingly, people sound like they've been pretty honest with you about whether they can cope or want to want to go further so in a way the honesty that you've received and how quickly you've received it either by them not going any further or saying you know well I just would quite like to turn up and have sex is it your fancy as well it's open and honest and out there as opposed to I mean the guy who said who said well I'm just going to let you know that I've met this girl we, we were thinking of you know like I, I, she's suggested the idea that we're not necessarily exclusive it's given me permission to think that. I mean, there's an honesty in that that's up front that gives you the choice. And actually uh, knowing early on whether uh, it sounds to me like you're 100% in is giving them the permission to be more honest than perhaps they would necessarily be with someone else because they feel they don't have to have quite as many barriers up. And it might be potentially involuntary it just comes out through their fingers in the keyboard or through their mouth yeah I mean I've always been uh, my brother used to call me live and direct because I don't um and my daughter says maybe sometimes you should put the filters on uh -uh. um so I, I in, in that reflection people often feel like they can say what they want because I, I'm not going to judge them and I really appreciate that people are honest and that I know you know pretty much straight away rather than wait down the down the trail and it's one of the questions I've asked the, quite a lot of the guys is um, their view on porn, because in the beginning, I spoke to a guy for quite some time and then found out that he was addicted to porn and that he would, you know, it was part of his daily life. And I went, oh, OK, one of my standards or what felt true to me was that I was never going to live with someone who needed porn every day because I know that it can have such an impact in someone's life and 
again, not a judgment on people who are into it, but it's just not something that I want in my life. I prefer not to have that in my relationship. So again, if you were in a date um, and you just met somebody and you were going for your first walk or something and you hadn't been chatting online, it may not be the first topic that you just breach with, you know, you, that you start talking to someone about, but uh, online in the privacy of your home, when you're chatting to someone, it's really easy to ask those kind of questions. And um, I guess I go straight into the deep end and ask all kinds of questions. Maybe oh, that's yeah. why I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that filters, filters probably a smart one. And as you say, even, even so it gives, they may freak out and walk away. Have you have any, had any who have freaked out, walked away and then come back? Yeah, but then freaked out again. That was <laughs> the one before this guy that I've just chatted to met him in April, um, met him a couple of times. We got on really well. We both really enjoyed each other's company. And he said, look, I'm not ready. He'd come out of a long-term relationship. I said, that's fine. Didn't think anything of it carried on and then um about six months later he contacted me and we got on absolutely like a house on fire seriously I would have married him he was just so beautiful told me everything I wanted to hear he was like in um you know what are we going to do together when we're in our 60s and I really fell hook line and sinker um but then he was freaking about freaking out about the whole commitment and just um just pulled the plug on it so I spent a couple of days crying and feeling very sorry for myself because again, I jumped in the deep end and was like, yeah, let's go there. Now uh, I'm very pleased we've got, we've got jump in the deep end and go there, Rosie, because uh, without you, these people will, the people that you meet will think that there's a, will think that what they're experiencing online is normal. Um, that lowering of the standard, that playing in the shallow end, and actually they won't get a sense of what true commitment is or those questions are. So I'm just going to give you a big up and say, uh, keep going. Thank you. And he did say that he'd been on the online dating and hadn't met anybody like me. And I was like, oh, thanks. And what I felt when he said that was the fact that um, so many women will settle for less and um, don't hold the standards. And I was like, I have standards. This is what's important to me. because if you're not open to meeting me at some of those levels, then there's no point us having the conversation anymore. And it's not a disrespect and it's not a judgment of other people's standards. It's just me honoring what is okay and not okay in, and, and what I would do or don't want in my life. And you have the absolute right to, to have that, don't you? That, I mean, let's, let's just do a very small sidestep to talk about the porn. If, if, if someone is doing porn every single day, there is no way they can switch off that filter when they are with you. They will project onto you what they are picturing or seeing in that moment because it, a different part of the brain takes over. A different part of the body is used to uh, being stimulated by a, by a picture and actually in real life it will not match that picture. Just from brain addiction point of view, you need your, your, uh, your moment um, needs more and more stimulation to, yeah, in me, order to get there. 
what I felt with people who are addicted to porn was like, I'm a pretty woman and I've got a great body, but there's no way I want to have to live up to perform what's going on in those porn scenes. And I don't want someone to have that expectation on me. So it's like, well, if that's the picture you want, I'm I'm not going to ever meet it. I'm not a porn star and I don't even want to try to be. So let's just move along. Uh, it sounds also like the way you are with your relationships, you'll be a love doctor. <laughs> True love doctor. I always have this idea that if we don't know about it and we haven't experienced it, then sometimes judgment comes and it's not <clears throat> from a place where we have any understanding. So for me, um, I've I've sailed right around the world and I always find that the more people I talk to and the more I can learn and be open-minded, the more I have understanding for why people make the choices they do. And I think at the end of the day, we all have, you know, uh, what ticks, ticks our boxes or floats our boat and uh, important to, you know, respect that, but also, um, yeah, respect that other people might not want the same thing that we do. Because it's so easy to take it as personally, um, the rejection and the hurt and get totally caught up in it. And I found myself wanting to message again and again, even though they've said no, and that's, that's where I see how it's so easy to fall um, for the lesser version and, and take second best or yeah, to settle for less is when someone says, no, they're not into you, but you keep going there and you keep trying, um, even to the point where you're trying to sell yourself because you get into this, it's almost like an addiction where because you can't have it makes you want it even more. And then you find yourself, and I've done it myself, and I've got a friend who's been doing it recently. So we've been talking about it again, because if you talk about it, you start to see the games you play or the patterns of behavior that you keep repeating. And that is like, he said no, and there you are catching yourself. You've messaged him again, even though he said no. Or you're sitting there and you haven't planned something for the weekend because you're hoping he's going to call you and say, let's do something. But reality is, he hasn't called because he doesn't want to. So why are you sitting there waiting or even begging when he doesn't want it? Why would you put yourself so low um, and not worthy and, and accept that? Why would you just keep, why wouldn't you move on and go, okay, he's not it. He's not interested. Let's just let that go and know that if that one wasn't the one, it's because there's someone else. And we get into this narrow mind that, he was the one he was my soulmate hello we've got this I don't even know the statistics but we've got billions of people on in this world like I'm sure if he's not the one there may be the other one that I just haven't met yet so I'm I'm waiting for the one that I haven't met yet because the one that I did meet or the ones that I have met <laughs> were not it so I love how much Rosie has shared and how much Rosie has offered in all her experiences and remember if you haven't met the one that actually is right for you, that stands by your standards, then hold out. I love the fact that Rosie wouldn't lower her standards for anyone. Love it. 